Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-882-2093. 800-882-2093. That's 800-882-2093. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Todd Cunin and uh, Chris Campbell. Chris Campbell, not Chris Campbell. There's Chris Franklin. Um, (laughs) Nope. uh, Nope, Chris. Give me your last name, Chris. Singleton. Singleton, I know that. (laughs) Clearly. I've got a... Welcome to Radio Law, Pot, Law Talk. Fred Penny, Todd Cune, and Chris, what's his name behind the glass? I, I, I only text him and call him. and just, just, Oh, this is a cluster. Chris so, P. Wavers. You know, I, I, I get Stapleton. I get I get oh, Singletary, but I've never got Franklin before. Frank, well, Fra- oh, there's, there's, I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not only do I'm getting old and have Alzheimer's, but I've got too many people. He's subbing in for uh, Cal. What's his name? Uh, Hunter, our normal producer, and we appreciate Chris, who does do a lot uh, behind the scenes, actually, for the show. And uh, Chris Campbell, but now O'Sullivan, is the guy that is in... Dallas, Texas, that supports us too, right? Chris, you know him, right? Uh, I yeah, I don't know his last name though. Yeah, it's oh, well, you it st- might be Franklin. <laughs> so Sullivan, <laughs> I think I know that. We appreciate you being here at uh, Radio Law Talk uh, for the cluster week of the seventh uh, of August, two thousand twenty-one, where we have a bunch of misfits here. Uh, having a good time. We're talking about a lot of fun things. We just, you missed, I tell you, you missed Britney's and Johnny Depp, and uh, and that is some of the most interesting stuff we've talked about in years. Go back to our podcast. If you go to radiolawtalk.com, we have podcasts, and you just hit the, hit the uh, podcast section, and you can actually do a search. You can type in Johnny Depp, and it'll take you to all the latest uh, Johnny Depp. By the way, are you keeping track of that, Todd, over there? You keeping be, track of what? We got to put down for the fill. What's going on with our latest, uh, what we talked about? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to be. We have certain jobs to do. We're not doing anything right today. So, just, so, for, so for the for the show on the seventh of August, the first hour, the uh, the description is going to be stuff. stuff. We talked about stuff, stuff, because <laughs> we will write down what we talked about, and you can search it. So that's at radiolawtalk.com. Uh, you can email us at info at radiolawtalk.com. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234. We are just having fun here, and yet we talk about the law. Remember, it's entertaining, it's exciting, and only sometimes 
sometimes informative if you want to listen to us. Do not use this stuff. He did write down stuff. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to use this in a court of law or if you want to use this in front of your uh, family or friends uh, or you know, in, in the courtroom, uh, don't do that. We, we advise you not to do that, anything that we say. The only time that's really good to use Radio Law Talk as authority is when someone around your dinner table says, and you're, those of you who listen to us, they say, that is the worst thing. Yeah, you know, they say, and you got to stop them. Usually it's the in-laws, and you just say, wait a minute. I'm going to counter your they say with a radio law talk. That's the time you can use radio law talk as an authority, only around the dinner table. Usually it's around Christmas or Thanksgiving or sometimes sitting around shooting off Fourth of July fireworks. But that's the time you can do that. Seek local counsel. We're talking about general topics of law. Uh, we're not giving legal advice. We're going to talk about Lori Fallow and, and Chad Daybill. We're going to have a case or no case at the bottom of the hour, uh, maybe even at, at, at the quarter past the hour. Uh, Chris is going to uh, try to uh, do that for our new listeners at WWCB, 1370 AM and 94.1 FM in Cory, Pennsylvania. Welcome. We appreciate you having here. Yeah, you're probably going... This is really, you're going to see one of two things. Either this is the freaking most entertaining show and craziest lawyers, or you're going to say, I always thought I was going to learn something today. Nah, if you think you're going to learn a whole bunch, just just move on, all right? Um, and we're going to also talk about tuna lawsuits. Believe it or not, we're talking about tuna lawsuits. Weinstein gets a win. Bob Dylan beats, uh, uh, beats a lawsuit that it's just the amount of money is interesting, is all I'm going to say. You know, the tuna cartels are not folks to be trifled with. That's exactly they, right. They just are not. So, George, uh, <laughs> want to go take him out back and hit him upside the head with a tuna? You know, they, right. they don't send fish in a newspaper to send a message, you know, because they're tuna. They'll send you a dolphin. That's what they do, because they are not to be messed with. <laughs> hey, you know what? I just saw the – okay, I'm typing in the most expensive uh, tuna – Tuna, because I just saw there was an article on the most expensive tuna that ever come out is a bluefin tuna. A Japanese sushi tycoon has paid a whopping $3.1 million for a giant tuna, making it the world's most. I'm reading this from the BBC.com. Making it the world's most expensive. Uh, Mr. Uh, Kimura bought the 612-pound bluefin tuna, which is an endangered species, at a few New Year's auction in Tokyo. Wow. What what the heck are you going to do? I know. I guess it can be a delicacy. But, Todd, did you grow up eating tuna out of a can? How was that? I've never understood how I go to these fancy restaurants – would you like a tuna? The tuna today is special, ninety nine ninety nine, ninety nine ninety nine $0.99, $0.99, $0.99 for the special tuna. Wait a minute. Chicken in the sea, my mom used to give me in the can, and it was at the end of the month when we were out of money, and she put cream tuna on it, cream on it, and put it over toast. Cream tuna on toast. That was the cheapest stuff. How are you paying that much for tuna, Todd? I don't get no, it. Your mom's probably sitting there going, well, good heavens, if Britney Spears' dad can get 18000 a month for basically being a dad, how much should I get for this if tuna sells for $3 million? That's good. Crazy. So uh, here's the thing. This is the irony of all ironies, Fred. Yes. I lived in Japan for two years early on in my life. I have a degree, no joke, my bachelor's degree from college. I have a degree in Japanese, a BA in Japanese. I was a foreign language major. I am allergic to fish. If it lives in the water, I don't eat it. 
So I, wow. I don't How did eat. you survive those two years? That's probably where you got the allergic reaction. Well, no, I, I had it before I, uh, before I went there. But yeah, luckily, they do have a lot of curry, curry rice, uh, katsu, which is deep fried pork cutlet. Chicken, and, uh, chicken, uh, huh? chicken. They have that. So, yes, I avoided. And then they've got a lot of things that uh, mystery meat, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. And I didn't eat that. Can you so. see Todd there? Um, some really nice Japanese family inviting him over. Oh, we have, you know, tuna or sushi or, excuse me, I'd like the Kobe beef, please. <laughs> yes. I'm allergic to the tuna, but I could definitely go to town on that Kobe uh Filet that you've got sitting over in the back. <laughs> That's exactly right. We're going to talk about, uh, anyway, the, the, the uh, latest tuna lawsuits. Harvey Weinstein gets a win. Yep. We're talking about Bob Dylan, like I said. And we're also going to talk about what happened to one of this a billionaire's estate. This is the one you want to hang on for. Usually <laughs> you try to find a tease to tease you to keep you in the whole show. This one you want to hear. We should have had this one first. We're going to drag it out to make people listen because this is one of the most interesting things. And by the way, people, I'm not guaranteeing, but I'm almost going to guarantee most of you know who this is. And this is an interesting uh, case we're going to talk about in lawsuit. But <clears throat> anyway, before we do all that stuff, Lori Fallow, I was, I was talking, uh, we have a thing called um, a Fireside. And Fireside's a new app, the shout-out for it, that they've asked me to be a, um, um, yeah, Vallow. Would I say Fallow? What did I say? Yeah, we keep, we keep hearing Fallow. Oh, and, Vallow. And I meant yeah, Vallow. Yeah, Lori Vallow. Vallow. Okay. No, I meant Vallow. Sorry. I, I'm reading my notes. Let's see. Oh, you know what? I wrote down Fallow. That's why. I just keep reading what I'm writing. Vallow. <laughs> I, can't, I can't take you anywhere, Fred. Gotta, I'm, I'm changing it. Honestly. Vallow. I'm taking it. Just the so, audacity but, of this But all. listen to this. Listen to this. So. Anyway, Lori Vallow, um, uh, they did. They, I talked to this this fireside during the break. We talked to these people, and they had no idea. Who, I know who Chad Daybill was and Lori Vallow was. And I'm like, what? But we're going to talk about. We'll go through really quickly for those of you who don't know who they are. Very briefly, what it's about, and tell you what the prosecutors are going for. And Todd's got a, a interesting take on it. Right after this message. of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to StraussNaturals.com. That's S-T-R-A-U-S-S, StraussNaturals.com. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals Heart Drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that heart drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss heart drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss heart drops are safe and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking heart drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. 
Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-That's 800-918-1376. Hi, this is Annette Benning. I'd like to tell you about a nonprofit human services organization that has been helping everyone in performing arts and entertainment for more than 130 years, the Actors Fund. The fund serves everyone in film, theater, television, music, opera, radio, and dance with programs to support a life in the arts. The fund offers emergency financial assistance in times of need, including help for those in crisis due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Services include health care and insurance counseling, housing, secondary employment, and training services and more all to help foster stability and resiliency for the people who lift us up and brighten our days through their work, especially in times of crisis and anxiety. To learn more, please visit actorsfund.org. First, they said cigarettes were safe. We know how that turned out. Now, they say they didn't market e-cigarettes to teens? More than one in four high school students are vaping, and 80% say their first e-cigarette was flavored. Vaping is harmful to developing brains. The reason we think vaping is safe? Marketing. Same lies, different day. Tell Big Vape to quit lying. Okay, man, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This is the best show ever. You better listen to us. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. I think Chris is having more fun with the kitty bumps than anything. But uh, let's talk about uh, Lori Vallow. Lori Vallow. And uh, let's see, Chad Daybill. So this, let, let me just give a very o- quick overview. These are two individuals. Lori has two children. Had. And yeah. <laughs> Past tense. Okay, let's go back. Let's back up. And then Chad Daybill is one of those doomsdayers. And Chad Daybill had written books and, and believed that uh, in July of 2020, 
that uh, I guess Christ was going to come and the wor- it was going to be the end of the world and there was a certain amount of people that were saved. I don't know, 199,000, 160. Don't, don't quote me on the number, you know, because I don't memorize his number. And um, this Lori Vallow was one that, that kind of, you know, went to his, I guess, his seminars and kind of fell for him. She was a fan. She was a fan. And they were both married and um, with children. And uh, first of all, Chad Daybill's wife, quote, and they're based out of Idaho. And I don't know if one lived in Utah, but mainly so, Idaho. So, yeah, B- Va- or Daybell lived in Idaho, right. so, uh, southeast right. Idaho. And Vallow, at, when she became a uh, Arizona, she right. lived down in Arizona. That's right, Arizona. Okay, so you're right. So, uh, you know, pop in if I'm missing something. So, so, here, so what happens is she wants – they start to get to know each other, right? Yes. And uh, – un- Unbeknownst to everybody that uh, Chad Daybill's wife happens to pass away, and she was young, and she had small children, and they just and he just oh let's just bury her and let's be over with it, right? And, and it was suspicious because Vallo lived in Arizona. Vallo's husband dies of you know her brother killed um, her her husband, and the claim was self defense. And then Vallo relocates to so southeast. Let's back up. Let's back up, Todd. The weirdest thing on that point is when she shows up to find out her husband was killed by her brother in a fight, altercation in the house, Mm -hmm. her demeanor was bizarre. She was kind of laughing and it was, it was like, oh, what, what happened? The dog got out? Yeah, no, Cuckooville. It was, it was just, yeah. and you have to watch it. It's on one of those, I don't know, like, again, it's, it's 2020, or I don't even know if it's 2020, but it's one of those shows, Dateline or something, that, that did a whole thing on it. And they actually videoed her when she walked up to the scene, and her brother's sitting there on the ground, kind of, you know, head down, and, you know, and he was exonerated uh, that it was self-defense. And, and she just thought – she acted like it was a party going on, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and that's the bizarre, so keep going. So, Go so then after the death of her husband, she relocates with her two kids to southeast Idaho, same town that Chad Daybell lives in. And shortly after she – like within three weeks, four weeks after relocating to southeast Utah or southeast Idaho, Idaho. – Chad Daybell's wife passes away of natural causes, but he doesn't want an autopsy done. She is uh, buried. And by the way, they have now uh, – exhumed her and are doing autopsies to see what oh, happened. He, he's charged with her murder at yes, this point. Yes, that's exactly yes. right. So, so okay, so then they're they're kind of, you know, talking about the end of the world and um, Which is a topic I always bring up on Yes, things. once a week. You know, what's you, what's your favorite color? What do you like to do for fun? What are you doing if the world like implodes? Oh, in July 2020 by the yes, way. Yes, yes. So, uh, they, they they get together and they hook up and they get married and um, there's an interview with one of uh, Lori... Lori's uh, friends and the friend said that she was kind of bizarre as in thought like the devil, like their children, you know, had the devil in them and was worried about the devil coming into her children or she would refer to her yeah. kids as quote zombies. And that yeah. was a term of art in the, uh, in the Daybell doomsday right. circles. Yeah. Zombie meant that whatever spirit resided in the body of the child at the time of birth was no longer there. And now that body was inhabited by something evil. And that's what she referred to her kids as. And there's just bizarre though, the things that the, the way they acted and the kids. Now the grandparents were really close to the kids. And, they were. And helped take care of them. And so the grandparents are saying, we haven't seen the kids in a while, you know? Yeah, and, the communication just yeah. cut off, and then Valo and Daybell... In Hawaii! ...take off to Hawaii. without And there's no kids 
Yeah, and where are the kids? And the the fight to go on to find out where those kids are. So how do they get her to show up to court and get her arrested? The first thing is the court ordered basically, we want to see the kids. And she ignored the court orders and didn't show up in Idaho to show at least show the kids' faces. And therefore, they were able to go. That's when they started. What they put a warrant out at that point. Yeah, for there, her? there was a there was an arrest for failure to appear in court, failure right. to honor it, uh, violation of the court's order to show up and produce. Uh, with proof that your kids were alive. And ultimately, based upon that, they were, they were located in Hawaii. There was an extradition process to get them out of Hawaii back to uh, Idaho so they could face the court. Now let's, and, uh, yeah. and they were extradited. So ultimately. let's back up. So some interesting video footage came out, and there was apparently the police heard from an individual said, those individuals have a, um, a storage unit in yeah. my facility, and we have cameras. And it showed them carrying these big bag, heavy like like bags out, like trash bags. And there you could tell they were they were heavy. They were, it showed them lifting them and putting them in the back of their SUV, and it was something heavy. Yeah, and when you when you say they, her so and, the yeah. peop, the people in the video. Now remember, right. her husband, Valo's first husband, or, or Valo's no. most recent husband before Daybell was killed by Valo's brother. Valo's brother claimed self-defense, right. so he was not charged. So the brother was shown in the video. In the video, out of the storage unit in Idaho, moving these large uh, bags or filled with something, Lori Valo's brother is one of those doing the moving, as well as Valo, and I believe Tape Daybell is in there right. as well. Right, and they're, so they're saying that's just bizarre. Now, can Lo- they go and talk to Lori's brother and say, hey, what were in those bags? Can they talk to him right now? No, because he's dead. He's dead. Died uh, well, probably about three months after that, back down in Arizona. And the cause of death there was uh, like an embolism or heart attack or something like that. But, yeah. you know, but just don't look at anything he might have consumed prior to that. Day. No, we're not saying anything. We're not. That's alligator. That's, that's a well, speculation. I, well, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. No, I just no, said no. don't look at it. Yeah. You know? So when we come back, we're going to say what happens next and what they find. And the latest, what Idaho prosecutors are doing with these two individuals. And uh, Lori's got the interesting uh, thing going on, too. But we're going to tell you what, what she's claiming. We'll be back after this. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? 
He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. I want my toy. It's time to pay me now. Oh, no. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info at radiolawtalk.com. Dot com. So to cut it short, Todd, what what in, what ends up? Why are they both in jail? So, so the we, we talked about the moving of the bodies and 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 or well, the, we don't the, know the, what move, it was. the moving of something that was very heavy and that her brother was involved, Abel was involved. And look, the long and short of it is, the children were never found until recently. They never showed up at any hearing. There was no proof that they were still alive until recently, when the remains of the children were found on Daybell's property in a used fire pit. And when I say remains, there wasn't much left. They were able to identify them um, using DNA and 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 forensic Teeth forensic uh, technology. But the children are dead, and uh, Daybell and Vallo are charged with murder in their deaths as as either the perpetrator or the co-conspirator now daybell also of his wife and and after all of this came about that's when they went and exhumed the body of daybell's wife who died shortly after valo got to their town and and relocated there and he is now charged with not only her murder the his wife's murder but also with insurance fraud because he collected the insurance policy that paid out upon her death and, and and that's where the case stands. Now, the reason we're talking about this at this point is a couple of things have happened. We, we already talked about the fact that Vallo can't stand trial right now because she has been deemed mentally incompetent to stand trial. So she is at a state mental hospital hospital where she is receiving treatment for uh, mental disability. This is different than not guilty by reason of insanity. Right. When someone is found that they are unable to stand trial because of a mental disability, they go to the state hospital. And once they're returned to mental competency, they then go and stand trial. And, and that can take a while, can take, you know, six months, a year, can take five years, 10 years. But that is that's where she stands. Right. The case hasn't gone away. It's just press pause because of her mental deficiency, um, as deemed by the court. Daybell, on the other hand. The prosecutors just announced this week that they are going to be seeking the death penalty, the death penalty against Chad Daybell in Idaho. Uh, In their brief, they cited that uh, Daybell's actions, quote, were especially, quote, 
heinous, atrocious, or cruel manifesting exceptional depravity. Now, that was what they put in the motion. Uh, I haven't seen the death penalty statutes in Idaho, but typically what they will do is they will quote part of the death penalty statute that reads probably something like, you can seek the death penalty in cases that are, my guess is it reads, especially heinous, atrocious, or cruel manifesting exceptional depravity. And so that's what they put in there. And, And look, if true, if he is convicted... Well, yeah, uh, you know, the allegation, if the allegation that you, you murdered your wife is proven and then you convinced somebody to mur- murder their two children and participated in that so that the two of you could be together, that is pretty atrocious, pretty cruel, That's pretty heinous. Sick. I call that sick. And, and, uh, <laughs> but the interesting thing here is that notice, and, and this would never be the case, but notice that Vallow and Daybill don't have the same attorneys. They don't have the same issues. Each one of them is independently at trial going to try to prove, if they get to trial, going to try to prove that they are not guilty of the crime. And as is often the case, my guess is it would be a common strategy. We see this all the time where if they're co-defendants, once it's not me, it was him. And she would be saying, it's not me, it's, it's him. He's saying, it's not me, it was her. But this is the interesting take on it. Because she has been deemed to have a mental disability. And Fred, you referenced, for example, the way she acted when she came upon the scene and her husband had been killed, right? Um, Boy, it's not going to work well for Chad Daybell if the jury is presented with evidence and believes that he took advantage of somebody with a pre-existing mental disability to coerce them into agreeing to kill their children, right? Which, Which would be... Maybe the defense of Lori Vallow, if I were the defense attorney, I would be looking at that as a possible defense that his, his uh, Daybell's charisma, the way he went about it, he took advantage of me, convinced me to do something that I would not have otherwise done. I suffer from a mental disability. I feel terrible about it now. I don't think that that is going to ultimately exonerate her. But right now, her attorney's you know prime directive, I want to keep her out of any death penalty. Well, I think there could be another interesting take on this. Maybe they say it was my brother that did it, and I we didn't we didn't kill the children. They can point to the brother; he's dead right now. They can argue that they've got to prove it was these two. And I know that they could be accessories to murder, but the question is, can they argue as a you know you you've done this as for a living? But the defense would be. We didn't do it. It was the brother that did it. Well, we yeah. just helped dispose of dispose of the bodies. And guess what? Remember that case? The um, who, who's the guy that's on trial now from L.A. The rich uh, Durst. Realist, Durst. Yeah. Remember that was the thing. He chopped the guy up. That's right. And and, and but but he goes. I didn't. I I killed him. It was self defense. I, I think that the biggest hurdle for that. The biggest hurdle for that would be would be this first. So are you saying that your brother also came into town and was responsible for your wife's death, Mr. Daybell? And, and after you learned that the children had been killed, if, if you're, according to your theory, that was the brother that did it, uh, at what point in time were you planning on coming forward to the police with the story that your brother killed the children? Because at some point in time, people are going to realize that the kids aren't around anymore. So where's coming forward at that point in time? And we have you helping out. So I think that the prosecution is going to come back and say, look, if uh, if somebody gets shot, hypothetically, 
it doesn't matter who actually pulled the trigger if the whole group was in on it to set the person up to to kill that person. I think that would be the argument here. Lori can argue um, it, though, too. I, th- I think Lori, with the mental um, deficiency that she apparently has based upon rulings of the court, probably has the strongest argument of that that I was you know taken advantage of and whatever. I, I, I will expect that if she is found competent to stand trial, I, I would be uh, I would be shocked if those mental defenses are not brought up by her attorney. Eight five five Law Radio. If you want to comment on this, eight five five Law Radio. Eight five 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 two nine seven two three four. Or tweet us, or radio, tweet, or uh, send us an Instagram, uh, or talk talk about it on Facebook. But we're going to see what happens. With this case, very, very interesting what's going to happen. So Yeah. yeah. So what we've been trying to do all along, we do a thing called case or no case. We're going to do at least get a, a start of this case or no case so the people in Pennsylvania will understand how much fun we have with this game. Go ahead, Chris. Roll, Chris. Uh, roll. Now it's time case to play no case. case or no case. Yay! Yay! Yeah. All right. This is where Chris... Tries to stump us with a case, and we got to determine if it's a true case or a fake one and what the outcome is. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, we take you back to the year of 2017. We have, uh, let's see, Sugar has 61 different names, if you didn't know that. So it stands to reason that some people may not recognize the ingredient when reading nutrition labels. This happened to a California woman who sued jelly beans maker Jelly Belly for using the term evaporated cane juice, delicious, <laughs> instead of the word sugar in its jelly beans food label. Jessica Gomez of San Bernardino County alleged fraud, claiming the company was misleading consumers about how much sugar the snack actually contained, even though the total grams of sugar per serving was clearly displayed. So? What is it? You say, okay, that's obviously a case, but the question is, what is the outcome? Is that right? That's right. What happened here? Okay, I'm going to say it's a case, but it comes down to the following. It comes down to the following. Is she going to win and say it comes down to whether or not she was misled? By the way, how much time do we have, Chris? We have got about uh, two minutes. Okay, let me me just opine on this a little bit. The issue is, was the labels deceiving? That's what it comes down to. Uh, Or should there have been warning? Number one, I'm not quite sure. Some people might argue with me that having a different name for sugar is has harmed anybody, uh, whether it's this type of sugar or that type of sugar. The other thing is, uh, did they have to put a warning label on it? I'd say no. And the and the final issue is, uh, did it mischaracterize what what was in the package? I'm going to say no. Therefore, uh, it's a, obviously a true case, and she loses. That is interesting. I have never heard of evaporated cane juice. Evaporated before. cane juice. Doesn't that sound awesome? It, it, you know, <laughs> is that what the, old the, people? There, there, there are just some things I can't say on the air. But yeah, it, yeah, it's. Uh, but listen, listen. Here, here's the thing about that. So sometimes they don't say sugar; they'll say high fructose corn syrup. If they use the word fructose, right, which is a, a, a more a, look, folks. Tip for you. If you're reading the ingredients and you see anything in the ingredients that ends with the letters O S E, that's a sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just just a you know a PSA there. So uh, when What's we come back, what you tell us your take? I don't know my take. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna side with Fred. All I'm right, gonna say whatever Fred said. We'll be back and find out about the jelly bean lawsuit when we come back.
All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch a hundred feet of cloth washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the duck at the Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Okay, man, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi. This is Annette Benning. I'd like to tell you about a nonprofit human services organization that has been helping everyone in performing arts and entertainment for more than 130 years, the Actors Fund. The fund serves everyone in film, theater, television, music, opera, radio, and dance with programs to support a life in the arts. The fund offers emergency financial assistance in times of need including help for those in crisis due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Services include health care and insurance counseling, housing, secondary employment, and training services and more, all to help foster stability and resiliency for the people who lift us up and brighten our days through their work, especially in times of crisis and anxiety. To learn more, please visit actorsfund.org. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show 
show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Boys are weird. Who told you that? It's time for more Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and your host, Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. We're back finding out about this very interesting jelly bean case and the... I don't know what was the word again about the juice, the what, what? <laughs> evaporated cane juice. Yes, Eva- and not only is it cane juice, but it's evaporated. Yes, it is. All right, tell us what happened. What the court said. Well, um, the court dismissed the case, saying that it was clearly displayed what was in the jelly beans. So we win. All but both Todd and I are winners. So winner, a, winner, it, chicken. It, it was a case, and the jelly bean folks win. I have been to yeah, I have been to the Jelly Belly factory before and that is in a place called Vacaville, California or near Vacaville and it is uh, kind of started out as a small little facility and has boomed. I think what uh, wasn't it? Was it President Reagan that liked jelly beans? I was just or? going to ask that trivia question. Who was the president whose favorite snack food was jelly beans? Re- Reagan. And but, it was Reagan. But some, one of them ate jelly bellies. Who was it? Was that Bush? One of the Bush? I don't know who ate jelly bellies. Someone I didn't do anything with that. But that, that's Clinton. I don't, maybe that, it was Clinton. That was not me. I, I, would, I, would never, I would never touch a jelly belly. All <laughs> right. Let's talk about tuna. So we were talking about tuna. First of all, what the expense. <laughs> So we're talking about, too, here's the deal. There's a thing called class action lawsuit. In a class action lawsuit, all you you hear about class action lawsuits, people always think, oh, they just brought a class action lawsuit. You can't just bring a class action lawsuit. A class action lawsuit has to has to meet certain factors, right? It, you know, it has to go into you know, does it, is it what type of class does it does it harm? Does it harm multiple people, not just one, right? It, and and there's a there's a number of uh, certain I'm going to say hurdles that need to be meet, met. I am not a class action lawsuit lawyer. I don't do that, even though I do personal injury cases. It's kind of uh, individuals or some lawyers just that's what they do is class action suits. So they come before the lower courts, and uh, the lower courts said, yeah, this is a class action lawsuit. Um, and the, 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 what happened is, is there was a price-fixing issue. And really, I didn't realize this, Todd, but 80% of all, all of the uh, tuna sold in the United States is three specific uh, brands. Okay? Chris doesn't know the answer. The only reason we're going to do this, we're going to go back at Chris. Name the three brands of tuna that... Are make up eighty percent of all the tuna sold in the United States. Go ahead, go, Chris. Hmm, that's got to be uh, Sunkist, right? Starkist. Starkist. Starkist is one. And uh, what's the uh, the what's the chicken of the sea, people? Chicken of the sea is exactly right. Okay. That's, and then there's one more. Um, that's going to be. Oh, bumblebee. Bumblebee. Because tuna. bees have so much to do with tuna, <laughs> as does chicken. Of the sea, though, you know, star kissed. I don't know what's a star have to do with you know a tuna, but anyway, the three of them they were basically charged with being you know a, a price fixing. In fact, 
I believe Starkiss' uh, former CEO, or was it Bumblebee's? I think it was Bumblebee's former CEO, um, was uh, charged with criminal uh, price fixing. And it's so funny because the other people and other companies uh, kind of uh, got a you know a little bit a little bit less of a of a uh, I'm going to say uh, sentence because they they turned against him and he got 40 months in prison June 2020. But the interesting thing is is uh, they pretty much agree that they were doing some price fixing, right? Yeah. It, look, when we talk about the criminal side of this, <laughs> I, I just keep thinking. Look, I I'm not trying to justify price fixing. I, I'm really not. I just it's hard for me to overlook all of the major things that are going on in the world: a, a drug epidemic, the opioid epidemic, all these things, and people are are really being adversely affected, dying from overdose and all that. But somewhere out there, there's an FBI agent sitting across the street from the Quickie Mart with his uh, goggles, and all right, we don't move until he actually affixes the price to the can of tuna. All right, swarm, <laughs> swarm, get him, get him, you know. And it's like, yeah, no, that's oh, what good heavens. Uh, you know, lawyers got to find something. To they, do, they, they do. And, and look, that's why we have class action lawsuits, because is any one individual, if, if I buy a can of tuna that's, you know, because of price fixing is 25 cents more than it should have been. First of all, if I buy a can of tuna and eat it, I'll probably die because I'm allergic to fish. But right. if somebody does, are, is that person going to file a lawsuit to recoup the 25 cents? No. And I know the no. pla- I know the plaintiff's bar and, and the my side of this. This is, hey, we're, we're there to protect the yeah. we're, we're protecting it. But here's the deal. But that's and why this, I'm just saying that's why we have class actions, because no right. one person is going to file. But if you have if, if it affects like a million people all to the tune of 20. Cents, that's why you have class actions, right? But let's be honest. And again, I'm all plaintiff's side, and I, 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 I'm 100% pro plaintiffs. But the, how much is the how much are the people going to receive that uh, really got uh, you know, well, price fixed? They're I probably going to get a voucher for uh, you a know, free five, can of tuna. Ten, ten free cans of tuna. Ten, ten at, would be great. Maybe three at the, at the fixed price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, but you know, luckily the courts do oversee it and make sure that the uh, you know the the lawyers get only a certain amount of money. But but it's interesting that you, they're not going to get a lot of money. But what's what's happened here is the 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 appellate court and there's 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 without getting into detail because it's boring. There's the appellate court can have the whole court listen to them, all the judges or most of the judges, or they can have only two or three, right? Just to do a quick and and the two or three judges can get together quickly. Well, what's happened is they've asked for a full hearing with all the judges. Uh, I believe this is the Ninth Circuit. But um, uh, the, the, the court basically held uh, that the lower court, and that's what's called a, a district court, uh, wrongly or probably should not have classified it as a class action because not everybody is affected the same because as part of the class action, uh, they, they note that, uh, you know, there's there's certain companies that didn't get affected at all, like retailers, food distribution companies. Not so not all purchasers of this tuna were affected. So they're saying maybe it's not a class action. Maybe it should be broken up, and that's what the whole issue is. Look, I know that sounds boring. I don't want to spend time on this because people are going to be turning their radio off. But that's what's going on. Major major problems. Forget the pandemic. We've got a tuna issue that we all need a few cents back to get our tuna so back you, down in price. So, Fred, question. If you had 12 yeah, judges... Yeah, that's six bucks almost, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, you, if you had like 12 judges all sitting on this appeal and, and you were, say, one of the lawyers for the tuna company, would you ask as an opening question if any of the judges eat tuna sandwiches? And if so, have them recused from the case? <laughs> no, I would recuse me because I was eating tuna as a little kid, cream tuna on toast, and uh, I've been affected by that mentally. So... 
Uh, but look, here's the deal. Look, we got a pandemic going, but I know that that's hey, I'm all for the lawyers, so I better shut up. But um, these are my buddies. <laughs> these are these are my colleagues, and but I still got to shake my head and going. Wow, there's a lot of lot of. A lot of paper going back and forth about the tuna thing. Uh, just drop the prices, guys, and stop price fixing. But that, but you're right. It is true that this is. If they didn't do this, then a lot of big companies would get away with stuff and just just yeah. keep doing that. Eighty percent. I wonder where the other twenty percent. I'll tell you where the other twenty percent are. Probably Kirkland Brand. <laughs> Costco, ouch, Costco ouch. owns allegedly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Costco, man, everything's Kirkland brand. So who knows? It could be that. Let's talk about uh, a little bit about a couple of other things. Um, what, what else do we want to talk about? I want to get into. Uh, um, there's an interesting thing about Weinstein and Bob Dylan. The first thing is is Weinstein. Who, who knows kind of what Weinstein? Who he is? What's going on? Um, but, but, uh, Weinstein is an individual that, uh, as you guys know, well, let's, you know, I don't want to get into Weinstein. Let's Let's do Bob Dylan. Let's do Bob Dylan. Let's just jump to Bob Dylan really quick. This is an interesting one. So this is yet another $30 million lawsuit. Yeah. This is yet another case of the heirs of somebody, the estate of somebody filing a copyright claim or a claim of, uh, ill-gotten gains or things they didn't get. In the music industry, we had the estate of Marvin Gaye sued Farrell. We had the estate of Spirit sued Led Zeppelin for Stairway to Heaven. Now the estate of a co-writer who wrote a lot of songs with Bob Dylan is upset because Dylan sold his his uh, interest in his entire catalog to a record company or a production company for $300 million. And they're coming in saying, well, okay, we, we get ours because he, helped, he co-wrote a lot of those songs, so we get ours. The problem was, for their argument, there was a document in 1978, an agreement between Dylan and the co-writer, about how the proceeds would be distributed. And it didn't include a percentage of the catalog if it's ever sold. It applied to something else. The lawsuit went on and on and on, and recently Dylan won his motion at the uh, court level where the judge in the ruling said, yeah – the agreement on its face is pretty clear. It does not include a percentage of the catalog should Dylan choose to say, sell it. So, look, you're, you're still entitled to royalties if the stuff gets played in the future like you always would have been. But you're not entitled to a cut of Dylan's percentage of the catalog if he sold it. So, look, he sold it for $300 million. You get Zippo. That, that's a bad day in court. That is a really bad day in court. Yeah, so we'll be back. We're going to talk about uh, hour number three. We're going to do another case or no case. We're going to get into uh, a little bit about Weinstein. Uh, We're going to talk about personal injury lawyers and the vaccine. This billionaire estate. Wow, that's an interesting one. We're going to also talk about... uh, I don't know. Who else? Don't we have to... We're going to talk about Kelly Clarkson's life after her divorce a little bit. We'll have a lot of fun. Chris, thanks for taking us out. on Medicare and Medicaid or receiving extra help for your prescription drugs, we have great news. You can change or enroll into a Medicare plan every three months if you qualify, all from the comfort and safety of your own home, over the phone. No one even needs to come to your home. And in minutes, we'll tell you all about some additional new Medicare benefits for you, like dental, vision, hearing, transportation, and more. Call us. We'll explain all your new Medicare benefits. Premiums are as low as $0 per month. 
Even if you are not paying anything for your coverage now, you need to call our licensed agents to review your plan. There are zero-cost plans available in some areas. Don't wait till next year. Get all the Medicare benefits you deserve. Call a licensed agent today. 800-461-2114. 800-461-2114. That's 800-461-2114. Paid for by Senior Choice Plans. 